Hello, everybody, and welcome to Chits and Chat. I am Kaz Gable. And I'm Alex Cruzy. And today we take to the railways in the little roll and draw Railroad Inc. Or as we played it virtually, the roll and tile placing Railroad Inc. <laughs> Um, this is a game, uh, oops, I just, of course, scrolled away from the page. This is a game by, uh, let's see, Simon, uh, publishes it, and, uh, several others, Horrible Guild, I don't know, which is the version you have? Um, it's a, it's a, I think the, the designers are Horrible Guild, I'm not really sure how it works. It's, yeah, it's they have like labeled their own on the thing publishing. as both Horrible Guild and, uh, Come On, so. Yeah, okay, so. So a few different publishers, but uh, yeah, I think you're right. I think Horrible Guild is the original designer's publishing, self-publishing uh, company. Uh, it was designed by Hallmar Hotch and Lorenzo Silva. I hope I'm pronouncing those right. Uh, if not, I apologize. The art was uh, Marta Tranquilli. And uh, yeah, this is a, an interesting little game of several different versions out there that are circling around. They just had two new versions released this year. And uh, the original two versions were released in 2018. So not too old. You've probably heard of this game, though. I feel like I've heard of this game a bunch before we've, we'd ever played it. I didn't even really know what it was. I thought it was similar to, like, um, what's that string uh, railroad game? Um, string Railways? String Railways, <laughs> yes. <laughs> I, think, I think that's what it's called. I think so, too. Yeah, but anyway, just kind of a unique. There's all these unique little railway games that do railroad to, uh, structures in different ways and different approaches. So anyway, this is one that I was not aware of. I didn't quite, I didn't even realize it was a roll and write until we played it. Um, but yeah, this is a little roll and write game. There are two versions available of this that were released in 2018, a red and a blue version. They play slightly differently. They each have basically a little expansion in the box that you can use or not use, but both of the base games in either box are exactly the same. And then you can choose, of course, to put in or use the expansions included or not. We played the base game in our playthroughs, and uh, I have no experience beyond that. But Alex, you do, so we'll probably talk about that a little later. But let's just talk about how you play the base game uh, initially. All right. So how you play this game. All right, so what's going to – your every player – uh, and this can play up to six. Uh, I can't remember if you mentioned that. Uh, is going to get a I little. I did not. Yes, thanks. <laughs> uh, small dry erase board that uh, has a, and I'm looking at it now because I've forgotten what the count is. It is seven by seven. If I'm visualizing this, it is a seven by seven grid, uh, and there's a bit of information up above just to kind of give you uh, extra information for some of the special faces and for scoring. Uh, is what it is. So that's that's everyone gets one of the bo those boards, a dry erase marker, uh, and then for the base game, there are four dice that are going to be rolled. Um, basically, three of the dice are essentially the same dice over and over again. Uh, they have different. Uh, each face shows a different type of root on it, uh, and then there's one special die that has just. They still have roots on it. They're just different kinds of roots on there. Uh, they're like it's either a highway type root or it is a railway type route. Uh, it is either like straight or there's a bend to it or it's a T intersection uh, that are on the other the the normal dice and the one special kind of ish die 
uh, has some weirder things where it's a highway and a railway that are meeting together in a corner or in a straightaway, or it's a highway going over a railroad uh, type of thing. And it's th- those are the basic symbols that you're going to see and you're going to be drawing. So what you're going to do, uh, the game will last seven rounds. Uh, and at the start of every round, you will roll those four dice and whatever faces they end up on, every single player needs to draw all of those faces somewhere on their little dry erase board. Uh, You must draw them. You cannot decide to skip something or replace it with something. You must draw them all, uh, and you can't draw over anything you've already drawn. So if you've already drawn a railway going straight one direction, you can't draw over it going straight in the other direction. Uh, Whenever you add something, it must add to something previous. Along the outer edges of the 7x7 grid, there are little entryways and exitways uh, of little highways and railroads, so you must start from one of those and anything additional that you draw must either come from one of those edges or from somewhere in the middle uh, that you can connect it to. So obviously similar to Carcassonne uh, where you connect roads together, you connect highways together, uh, and you can connect railways to railways. Uh, You can dead end things. It's not good for your score to do that, but you are allowed to dead end something either off the board or into a blank area on something that you've already drawn. You just can't continue it from there. Uh, And you're just going to keep branching things out. Every round you'll add, be adding more to what you've already drawn and keep going. You, as I, if it wasn't clear from the way I said it, you may never ever draw something just blank in the middle. It has to connect to something that you've previously drawn. Uh, And this will continue on for seven rounds. Uh, You do have the option to add some additional special uh, faces that are not on any of the dice. There are six uh, special things that you can draw, all of which use all four directions. The dice will only either go straight, a bend, or a T intersection. Uh, These have basically an X intersection. So it is all the six different ways that you can have railways and highways intersect and connect to each other. So there's, uh, for example, two highways going across each other or two railways going across each other or uh, a straight highway that has a a railroad intersected in the center and also another highway intersected to the center. And all six of those. Uh, You are allowed to use, in total in the game, three of these. Uh, if you once you've gotten used three, you can use no more for the rest of the game, and you're only ever allowed to use one per round. And again, seven rounds means you have to decide: Do I want to use this now, or should I wait later? Is it is going to be better off for me later to use these? So you're kind of deciding. Once you've used them, you cross it off. You can never use it again. Uh, so you, each of them are used once, and again, only three total per game. Uh, so those are the other special things that you can do during the round. Uh, once the game has ended, once you've gone through all seven rounds, you will then score it. And scoring is based on basically uh, five different factors, six if you're playing with the expansions. But again, we're going to get to that much later. First thing you do is you check how many, how big your networks are. So essentially, as I mentioned before, there are little uh, highways and railways connecting off the board, uh, you're going to see how many of those you were able to connect up. 
uh, per each network. And so you're looking going, all right, I've connected this rail exit to this exit and this exit and that exit. And you look at this little, the I guess a reference, this legend. Uh, so the more networks you can connect, the more points it's gonna be worth. So uh, if, if you only connected two together, that's four points. If you connected three together in one, that's eight points. If you connected say seven together in one, that's 24 points. Uh, if for some strength, I don't know if anyone can actually do it. There are 12 total. If you can connect all 12 together in one gigantic network, that would be 45 points. Uh, but huh. you score each network on its own. So if you had one separated network that connected two things and another network that's completely separate that connected three things, you would not look up five and score for five. You would look up a two and a three and you'd add up those. So you'd look up a two is four and a three is eight. So that's 12 points. You would not go five, which is 16. So you always score each network separately. After networks, you will then look at whatever your longest highway is, and that longest highway is defined as starting from one end and going to another end without backtracking. Uh, so you may have a larger network of highways, but you just pick the longest strip of highway that you could theoretically drive down if you were driving it. Uh, the same thing, the next thing you score is your longest railway. So again, the longest one from one end to another end without looping back on itself uh, or backtracking. Uh, then you will also score one point for every space you filled in the center nine squares. So in on the little dry erase thing, they indicate with a big green square the the center nine squares in the middle of this grid. Uh, they put a big green line around. So every time you fill one of those spaces, you will earn one point. Uh, and then the last thing you will score is the negative points. So every time that you dead-ended something or had something that led to absolutely nowhere, you will lose one point for every dead-end you have. Now, again, you can draw things that dead-end off the board. Those don't count as negative points. Those are fine. So if you're sitting near the end of the game and you're like, oh, I'm going to lose some points here, you can always drive it off the end of the board without having it connect to something. That's perfectly fine. You won't lose points. But anything in the center of the board where things don't connect up to something else every non-connected thing you have is a, a negative one point and that is it you add up all those things together and whoever has the highest total wins there you go <clears throat> um all right yeah so this is interesting in um the, the scoring is really interesting i i have to say one of the fun things about this game is it seems as you start I guess a lot of roll and writes are kind of like this, but this seems just like there's so many options <laughs> to do. Like <laughs> a lot of times you'll start with like, I don't know, a couple corner pieces, a couple crisscross pieces or, or, you know, one or two and then and maybe a straight or something like that. But it's, it's so like the sky's the limit of what could happen. It's really fascinating to try to anticipate a strategy for this little game. And, um, I feel like it does sort of clarify or crystallize as you play. Uh, there's no like wrong way to start, but you definitely are setting yourselves up for less or a fewer options or direction. Anyway, you're trying to get to the center or you're not. You're just trying to complete routes or you're not. Anyway, so um, I really enjoyed this. I thought this was a great little game. It plays fairly quickly, and um, I feel like you'd probably play a few rounds of this. We definitely did, and it feels like something that you could I don't know. It's a it's an intro game or a game that fits between games or a warm up game. But I definitely could see playing several several rounds of this as opposed to some other longer rolling rights like Welcome Two. I like Welcome Two, but I probably just play that once and then play something else typically. Um, 
All right. So should we talk about any of the nuances between the editions right now, or do you want to just get into like gameplay experience? Let's just go into gameplay experience, and then I think when we just talk about all the variations, I can kind of talk about those in one big, gigantic clump, hopefully. Yeah, uh, fair enough. Game Gameplay experience, It's I, I really like this. I think it works great taking out. it. It's it's pretty compact. Um, you know, it's it's just four dice over and over again. So you're just it's it's an interesting idea of like, all right, do I do I start and add another route? Do I bring more stuff in or do I try and kind of clump it all together? Or oh gosh, I can see it's kind of headed in this direction, but I don't really have something to connect this railway to. I was really hoping for more highway. Unfortunately, I didn't get more highway. And so you're just like, all right, maybe if I build off here, I can possibly connect it as long as I get some turns and maybe a few straightaways. And it's a lot of like writing stuff down and just hoping the next roll works in your favor. And then when it doesn't, you're like, oh God, how can I, how can I jam these pipes together? Right. Right. (laughs) Like you're like the world's worst plumber. It's just like, well, I can't go to the store and buy more. Let's just see what I can fit together here and hopefully things connect up right, you know? And it's, it's kind of zany, but it's a, it's a good zany. Yeah. Yeah. I, I really liked it. It's, it, um, I feel like this is one I, I think I'm going to pick up physically. Uh, I really enjoyed it. I thought it was really great. And also, it definitely felt different than any other roll and write that I've played exactly. I mean, it's it's simple. It's a very simple design. But that simplicity, like you said, with just the four dice and the few, the selection of moves are well done and simple. It was really engaging. And it had enough of that. It's not just uh, trying to do your best railroad. The the penalization of having incomplete routes helps but also as as i'm thinking back on our plays it also makes me think man maybe you just ignore the route penalization and just you know consider it a loss because the first few times i was playing i was like all right i am not gonna have any (laughs) any incomplete routes (laughs) and of course you do because it's almost impossible to not have them uh, or to avoid them and so uh there's just really fun strategies here where you can explore in this simple system so i really really enjoyed it i liked this structure a lot and um now i have to decide whether or not to get a red or a blue version of this game but that is a minor thing the base game plays really well and you honestly don't need the expansions if this is one that you just play here and there so i uh, i liked it i liked it a lot i could see how it yeah. is is nice taking out i will say virtually though we played a virtual game of this that had tiles versus writing it in and um, I, I kind of like that. I definitely see writing in would be nice, and, and, and it's sort of a quicker – well, not a quicker. Tiles would be quicker. But uh, a, um, I understand why they published it that way as opposed to tiles just for – you know it's a lot cheaper to send, get some markers on a dry erase board Plus than it is – tons of tiles. <laughs> right. Yeah. Oh, yeah. There would be stacks and stacks and stacks. So it, it drops the cost of this drastically, of course. And for roll and writes, you know, you're you, – you got to keep it in a certain cost wheelhouse for most people to want to be able to buy it. But um, anyway, I just that's a minor thing and just a side comment, really, because you can check this out virtually in a few different ways. But um, I, I see why they did the markers. So anyway, not having played the markers, I 
kind of prefer the tiles now, <laughs> but I understand it's an unrealistic <laughs> expectation for the physical game. <laughs> you just have to, I mean, it's it's really simple things to draw. It's basically a line with a bunch of hash marks through it for the railways and uh, yeah. two parallel lines with, you know, dashes in the middle in between them. Every, everyone this knows the standard way of drawing those things. And it's it's not that bad. The There are benefits and drawbacks to each. Uh, with the markers, what you're supposed to do is they give you a little corner up on each square of the grid for you to write what round you you drew things in so uh, you're going to be drawing each number essentially four times unless you use those special faces in which you'd be drawing the number five times just to indicate this is what i did this round so that it, as you're drawing you can go oh wait a minute oh uh i after i draw those first three i don't like what i drew so i want to backtrack i think i can connect it better it gives you kind of a, a reference point a waypoint to go all right i need to erase these two here because those were from previous rounds so it kind of gives you something with the tile version they did give you little numbers but i think it was like more work than it was worth yeah uh, and it, it it was pretty easy to kind of keep track of what you were drawing it's just it's really quick when you're doing that when you're drawing you tend to take a little bit more time of like okay do that and things kind of like mesh together where it's a lot easier to go all right the other thing is uh the the drawing game the the physical version of it um there are ways of keeping track but i tend to just try and keep track of all right these are the faces that i need to these are the four faces i need to draw and you're like wait did i draw that one already i can't remember if i drew that one so you have to like kind of look and go all right they do have a little reference up on the top of the board to keep track of like you can like like make notes of these are the four things i need to draw and i need to do this one twice uh, and then you can kind of keep track that way i never do it i think it's just adding an extra step of things that i'm gonna screw up at some point in time uh with the tile version you can just grab the four tiles you need and you're like all right these four, I need to add them somewhere into the board, which makes it a little bit easier uh, in, right. the, in that respect. Um, but it, after playing it a few times, you kind of get used to the flow if you're just drawing it. So it's not it's not too bad. You kind of get used to it. The, and the first few times I played, I think I screwed up a number of times. And sometimes you forget to write uh, the round numbers, which can be a bit annoying. Uh, but at the very least, it, it keeps you uh, on track as to what round it is when you're drawing the round every time. Whereas when we were playing with the tile game, there were a number of times I'm like, wait, how many rounds did we play? I have no, I have to count up <laughs> all the tiles, divide by, you know, four, and then, you know, subtract any remainders because i use some special tiles in there all right we're on round five all right we have two more rounds to go right, uh, right. so it, it it is nice in that respect you kind of keep track of you always know how far away you are from the end and you're like gosh we're getting kind of close maybe i should use some of those those special tiles because i i feel like if i do that i can connect up way more networks and yeah it makes it it's yeah it's it's, I, I like the drawing aspect of it. I don't think I'd ever want it as tiles just because I feel like they'd be way messier. And yeah, it, there's 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 something about drawing the railways that just kind of takes me back to like when I was three years old and I would like draw stupid dungeons that like <laughs> na- made no sense. And any contractor would go, that's not going to hold up. You know, like, <laughs> any dungeon contractor would be like, I'm not building this. Who drew that? That is not a load-bearing <laughs> wall, and you need that to be load-bearing. <laughs> and also, I'm beginning to suspect you don't have the money to afford this three-year-old. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I can see that, actually. I, that's a good point about sort of the, um, uh, I don't know, just sort of the, the calm 
chill vibe of of drawing out your little routes because it isn't just drawing a line and then you're moving on you do you know you do and it's not like you said it's not in depth you don't have to draw like deeply detailed roads and railroads but you are you know delineating between the two with your two types of um line direct or little drawing um lines that you're doing and if you look at a completed board of these it looks really cool i have to say it the completed boards look really neat and they're very clear on what's happening um so there is a little bit of a you know a little i'm trying to search for a word and i can't think of it um meditative effect i guess of of on your turn you're drawing out these little things and um uh, orienting the correctly and then all right maybe i need to adjust this one reshifting that which quick erase so I, i definitely get that vibe for sure so i i'm excited to try this physically and see how it it uh it differs to a degree um All right, let's see. What else can we talk about this game? Um, nothing real. I mean, I feel like we've said it about the vibe. It's it's really good. It has some cool options. I like the limitations in it too. The like I, I mentioned, the dead end routes and how that's something to keep in mind. But it, I mean, it definitely can make a difference at the end of the game. I think the last game we played, we were pretty much neck and neck, and I had a few more errors than you did, but not that many. Like I think you were up by one or two points but then i had like four errors and you had like two and so it wouldn't have made that much of a difference but if i could have gone if you had a few more errors then it probably might have been a tie so it does make a difference but i also feel like you can offset it by um i don't know just having more routes that are completed so the, the yeah. positive strategy offsets that potential negative little penalty and then the other restriction i really liked is those the power tiles or whatever you want to call them this unique tiles that you have six of you can only use three and you can only use one around um those are really interesting there's the last game we played i didn't really use many of them and, and i didn't really i thought they would have hurt me more than helped me but once again Going back to errors, those are all four directional tiles. So there's going to be probably something in one of those that isn't going to complete. But beyond that, they're very versatile. And so using those in their correct place, I feel, is, of course, something that's going to you're going to get better at as you play this game. But utilizing those can be huge huge swings and you can actually build a strategy around knowing you're going to use that. Like if you rush to the middle, well, the middle is a lot of chaotic interconnections. You can just know that you're going to be using one of those to help those connections make sense <laughs> and not, uh, um, you know, I, I, for me, it was afterthought. I would be like, oh, I this sucks. Oh, wait, I've got these things. All right, well, what can I do with these right. things? <laughs> and then, but um, you could, I could see you definitely building a strategy where you know you're going to use those and sort of plan on it from the outset. Yeah, I, when I play, I, I kind of use them in two ways. I use them in one as a, well, if I don't roll what I need, I always have this particular tile that I'm guaranteed to have if I really need it. But I, right. I'm going to hope that I get what I want. But if I don't, I can use this to kind of make up for not getting what I needed. And then the, the other thing is they they work great for your network connections because the network connections, you want to connect everything. You don't want to have a bunch of separate network connections if you can avoid it you want everything to kind of connect and all six of those special ones they all connect in every direction so if you've got like a railway and a highway system that are like kind of meandering off and not quite coming together you've guaranteed got a way to put them together and now you've made an intense network of systems whereas the ones where you're just on the standard dice yeah you can sometimes but if it's a straightaway or a bend you're just extending a network. You're not making a bigger network. There are the T intersections 
that can make bigger networks. And there is the highway over a railway one, but they aren't connected. They're just going over each other. So that sometimes you get confused and you're like, oh, wait, no, I think that that doesn't connect. I thought that was part of the same network, but now it's not. And, oh, my God, I need to <laughs> figure out a way to kind of throw that into this one. And, oh, I think I've just dead-ended that one. So now I, I have a loser network over here that's not connected to that one. So you always have, kind of have to keep track. Uh, you know that they connect because the ones where they do connect – uh, and they're different things. They put a big black square in the center so that you know this is connected to that thing. So you're you're usually – and all the ones that are special, unless they're all the same, have little squares in the center. So it, it makes bigger networks. And so those – I tend to use them for them when I can, but they're backups in case you know I totally mess things up. But I usually use them for, okay, I'm going to put – I'm going to kind of drive everything toward the same tile. And then I'm going to use the special tile I need to connect everything up that I needed to. And then there's usually like one end where I can kind of feed it off and hopefully connect it to one edge of the board at some point in time. So that that's kind of how I use it. And doing networks properly is – it's difficult because you're, you're – it's a lot of like hoping for the next tile. But – Networks isn't the only thing. I think I was hugely focused on networks on my first game that I played with you, and I just – I did pretty well, but you had not quite as big, but you had a lot more smaller ones. I think you had one that was right. kind of big, but then two smaller ones, and you like jettisoned ahead of me. And then it was the other things that kind of helped me out, which was you had a lot more errors than I did, but I also I think I had a much longer – railway system i think we had equal like highway systems but i had a larger a little bit larger railway and i filled up more of the center so the game isn't all about the networks you kind of have to balance everything out of okay i can't just focus on making a big network i also need to make sure i've got a really long highway or a really long railway or i'm filling in the center that you kind of have to do all of it at the same time and trying to mesh all those things you're probably going to mess something up at some point in time you're going to go, oh no i dead ended this or i forgot i was supposed to head back up so that i could fill that thing out and i oh man i forgot i i totally forgot that i had a highway system that led nowhere for the longest period of time and so you're just it's a game of keeping track of everything you're doing and hopefully you don't screw it up which is it's <laughs> nice it's not a it's not a scary version of that it's a very much a well you know i'm gonna get fired from this job you know right. the engineer is gonna come in and go what were you thinking man uh yeah and yeah i i love it yeah it's it's a great the vibe of this game is just great it's fun it's very it's light enough to feel like like you said not a lot of pressure but still there's some good decisions here and some fun ones they feel fun they feel like oh well well sorry about that i guess this railroad goes nowhere (laughs) 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 and uh we built a highway over it so uh all right let's get into some side details here uh would your uh mom like this oh we did this early no i'd usually do this later let's do it now whatever you, let's, do it. <laughs> let's screw up the entire format yeah. all right no we'll table that you're right you're right let's keep it standard uh take it out taking out this game that's uh, what is that good what's that going to be like and would isaac's uh, isaac would, would isaac's my son's mom like it my wife I don't know. Let's talk to her later. Let's mess up this whole show. Uh, all right. Um, taking this game out. Okay. So, of course, I have not taken this out. I have virtually taken this out. But the it does have some big bonuses. So, I was actually looking up the physical size of the box because I knew that it wasn't that big. So, you are going to be the expert on this. But looking at the picture, it looks like it is very small and portable. 
Uh, looks like like it fits in, not in the palm of your hand, but it's a little bit bigger than I don't know hand size. What, what would you say, like six inches by six inches, or yeah, six, six by it eight? Might maybe be five and a half. Maybe it's like maybe they designed it to fit five and a half floppies. I don't know, uh, but yeah, about that size, and it's about an inch and a half thick. <laughs> they're coming back. Oh, they're coming back. <laughs> Um, yeah, so pretty small box. Easily easily fits in a bag, easily fits in, um, I don't know, a coat pocket, but probably not your, uh, unless you want to really cram it into your <laughs> pants pocket, uh, would not, probably not be easily fitting there. But, but anyway, an easily totable game um, that's uh, going to, you know, once again, not very heavy, not very big. So inside of that box are going to be the components. You're going to have your individual little um, sheet, uh, your railroad track and highway track board your player board and uh, there's a little insert as well that of course fits everything sort of fits into pens and dice so we mentioned before that each of these editions has their own expansion but in the the base thing is going to be four white dice and those are going to be the main um, dice that you're going to be rolling for the base game obviously you can add two more in for each expansion if you want Uh, can you play with both expansions that would be chaotic. Don't, they That'd don't give you any rules to play with both at the same time. I, I don't know how that would work because there are a few changes I feel that like, happen yeah, just for it. So I it, that would be insane. I'm sure people have done it, but I wouldn't want to do yeah. that at all. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, that's uh, as soon as I said, it, I'm like, no, that'd be like horrible. <laughs> you can get like nothing done. Errors galore. Um, all right, but anyway, so in the you know in the box, of course, you can have your little um, instruction manual as well. I really do love the how the box design here. It's got kind of a little flip over. Is it magnetic? As it well? is magnetic. Yeah. Yeah. So it's got that little like uh, thick cardboard, but it folds open as opposed to a top that comes off. So the box itself never separates. The top and bottom don't separate. It just opens. Uh, you flip the magnetic flap, and then it opens up. And then you can pull the stuff out. I've always really, I really love designs, uh, games that have the magnetic, that, that use little magnets to keep themselves closed as opposed to having a separate top. I just find it annoying when I have to put a top, a bottom in a top, and then somehow with the pressure <laughs> and the friction of that, try to re-take them apart, especially in small games sometimes. It's really annoying. Or when you put the box top uh, on anyway, in I, the wrong direction as the base, that drives me nuts. Uh, right. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So anyway, kudos to them for using that um, design. It's always a plus to me. Minor thing doesn't not important at all for the game, but just I like that. Uh, oh, anyway. So in the in the main game, you're going to just have your player board in front of you and your marker, and then um, you're going to have in the middle of the board uh, or the table uh, dice dice that you're going to be rolling, and uh, that's uh, pretty much yeah. it. Uh, other than yeah, I mean, other than stowing the box somewhere, that that's it. So, really, really nice. And of course, the box or your sorry, your player board in front of you is once again fits. It's the, about the size of the box, uh, and it does have a flap that folds open. But um, uh, but anyway, it, it's really small. So you can tuck that on either side of anything you're eating or drinking or in front of you that you're otherwise occupying yourself with. But uh, it fits really well in any table setup, and that's that's pretty much it. So downsides i can't think of any some of the downsides we've mentioned before for other games that are very minor are like well okay maybe this has cards and they might be a little susceptible to like water or something spilled on the table this because it's a dry erase board it's obviously waterproofed and so you're really not going to even run into that issue here and so uh, unless you have the the box and instruction manual out there and you spill a beer directly onto it or a drink of your choice onto it 
then uh, you're probably not going to run into anything at all, even if you spill something at the table. So plus plus for the us messy eaters out there <laughs> or with uh, children. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, so orienting this around the board and having it fit any sort of setup of a table is going to be pretty easy. I can't think of anything where this would diminish uh one of the things i always go to is can you put a pizza on the board and still play a table and still play this game yeah i think you def you definitely could you could easily easily play this game the dice are rolled i mean in the normal game i'm assuming they just go around the table and someone rolls them on their turn or do you have a dedicated roller as well i don't think they say any i tend to just be the one to roll the dice all the time um just because i'd like to take yeah, control I, there's of no benefit but no <laughs> yeah yes there's really no benefit to rolling on your turn except the satisfaction of yep. it. So, I mean, you can do that, of course, or you can just have someone be rolling um, through the whole game. So, in that sense, the dice are, and there's only four of them, and they're pretty big, chunky dice. The dice are also not something that's going to be easily not seen from anywhere on the table. Um, and unless, I guess, you're, I don't know, playing a really long table. This can play up to six, which is another great benefit of a roll and write. I always love when small games play high numbers and f- still work. And this definitely seems like it could. I've not played it with that count, of course, but I see how it would work because you're all doing your own little thing. Um, so, yeah, anyway, super high marks for taking it out physically. Yeah. Uh, vibe of the game. Vibe of the game. Another, I think, high high marks. There's enough, you know, you're, you're all dealing with communal knowledge or communal resources in what tile or, I'm sorry, what uh, routes you can use in that round. Of course, everyone's board is going to be different because they're going to be doing that approach differently and using those routes in different ways so i think that's i think it's great because you can definitely see other players boards i mean the, the thing that folds up is that meant to be a privacy screen or is it just meant it's a to... little bit of a privacy screen it's a little bit of a it's just kind of there i mean i don't think i've ever played yeah. it where i'm like oh i want to see what they're doing i mean i can if i want to it's it's not going to block from the side so it, i don't think they ever really intended it to be a privacy screen although you can totally play that way if if you know the person is just like well i'm just gonna copy you and then what's the point of playing the game uh but uh right right, it's really more of kind of like a reference of okay this it kind of tilts up you have a little thing of all right i'm gonna track that i scratch this off because i've used it already or you know that type of stuff i i don't think i mean you again you can but you don't really need to yeah yeah, and that that makes sense because, like you said, there's not really anything you're doing isn't gonna inform someone else necessarily. I mean, they might be, oh, you're really got a lot of errors, but you're gonna change I'm gonna make drastically fun of each round, so it's not like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, they could do that. You could talk trash about how many errors you're doing. <laughs> Um, which is valid, a very valid uh, counter uh, tabletop strategy. But other than that, I think it's just it's just sort of interesting to see what other people are doing. And the fun is sort of seeing how it is working out for them or not working out for them. <laughs> and, uh, and then also, of course, the vibe, I'd say, is good just because of the fact that it, as the dice fall or roll, there's going to be a lot of yes or oh, it's not what I need. Yeah. <laughs> Why is it all corners all the time? So it's just a real fun you're going to expressing your highs or lows as the dice uh, play out. So in that sense, I think it's a good one. Yeah. And there's, there's good amount. Uh, You can easily table talk over this one too. Um, Especially, especially if you have one person that's taking forever, the rest of you can just talk until they figured it out. (laughs) 
That's another good point, though, about the pacing, because I feel like because you're drawing these little routes, and like we said before, it doesn't take a long time to draw a road or a railway, uh, railroad or a regular uh, car road. Um, it does take a second, and so there is a minute where you are drawing them, but there is a nice pacing to this where it, it if it was just a line, it would go a lot faster, but I feel like it just slows it just a little bit to allow for more discussion or... Um, I don't know, just setting and thinking about your strategy or, or, or whatever you're going to do. So I really, I really like the pacing of this, or I can see how the physical drawing of this uh, would affect the pacing in an interesting way. And like you said, if someone's taking a little longer, then you can, you know, you can, you get a little longer to reevaluate what you did that round, or you can have more time to just chat about what's happening in the game so far. So yeah, really, really good vibes, uh, camaraderie vibes. The nice thing too, is this might be something that someone who is resistant or hesitant against um, like more of a direct uh trash talking <laughs> in this in a game this really doesn't have that it's more just you know you're all kind of doing your own thing and so there's more of just uh it, is it working out for me or isn't it and i'm gonna gripe about it or i'm gonna celebrate <laughs> you know uh as opposed to i'm gonna talk crap about what you're doing and how terrible you are at this game um so anyway just this, that's another minor thing i'm, I'm having a feeling that you keep bringing this up is isaac trash talking you a lot during your games recently is that oh he, he's a <laughs> trash talking me constantly yeah <laughs> Shelly and I have gotten to the point where he'll like trash talk, and so we'll we'll uh, <laughs> just like destroy him in games or trash him. <laughs> he was like, "I'm the best at this, and I'm gonna win, and you're not. You're gonna lose." And we're like, "Oh yeah, well watch this." But he's he's getting surprisingly good at games, um, so sometimes it's not as easy as it as it seems like it would be with a six year old. But uh, but yes, I do. I am the recipient of a lot of trash talk, and perhaps that is why it's on my mind. Uh, <laughs> all right. All right. So anyway, really high marks. Another roll and write that, uh, or uh, yeah, literally a roll and write this time. Um, that uh, does great for taking out surprise, surprise. But this one, I think, even better than others. It just has that fewer components and um, is easier to get to the table. So, all right. Now, finally, the moment I well, I have apparently been waiting for. Uh, would your mom like this game? Um, I geez, I think your mom would find this really interesting. I don't think it's enough. Well, there's a, there's some highs, there's some like surprises uh, here, some like positive and negative with the dice roll. I think this is one that your mom would be like lukewarm on. I think she would play it. I don't think she would like be rushing back to play it. I think she'd be like, yeah, all right, <laughs> if you insist, type of thing. What do you think? I don't know. And, and when I first initially thought about it, I'm like, no, there she wouldn't like. But then I'm just like, there, you're rolling dice, you're hoping for certain dice combinations to come out. I, I, I'm gonna have to put this dead center, maybe, because it's possible she would really enjoy it. I think she'd get, she might get a little frustrated trying to figure out, wait, wait, where, where exactly is my network uh, on this one? But uh, I think she would still enjoy it because she'd have, she'd have goals. She'd be like, I want to see this. Oh, I got that. I can put that over here now. And uh, she might have a tough time deciding when she wants to use the special stuff. But other than that, I think. She may or may not. It's it's too tough to tell. So I'm putting it right in the center at a maybe. She maybe might like this. <laughs> she maybe might hate this. But it's somewhere in the middle. Fair enough. Um, all right. Well, <laughs> another ambiguous choice <laughs> in that one. Um, all right. Yeah. Well, I think that pretty much covers it for this game. I Who would and would not like this? 
it sort of falls in line with whether or not you like roll and writes and light games. This is a great one, a, a nice roll and write. We had another roll and write that we were a little warm on, um, which was rolled west. And my complaint for that one is it just seemed there was too much going on. Like there was just too, it tried to add a little too much into it. This is a very simple and straightforward game, but does it, what it does really well. Like for having simple mechanisms, it is very engaging and doesn't feel like there's too many things to consider. And um, of course I've, I've only played the base when without the expansion. So maybe that <laughs> changes it, but I could definitely see the expansions being a really fun little wrench in the works as well. So anyway, uh, really good. High, a good recommendation for Railroad Inc. Yeah. It's now it's up to you to choose whether or not you want to do blue or red. Do you want to talk a little bit about those differences I will, before I will, we sign I off? I will do that right now. All right. So I'm going to try and do this as quickly as possible. Uh, and I think I can kind of do that. So essentially in blue, uh, there are two separate expansions that you can play with. And in red, there's two separate expansions you can play with. Uh, so Every single version of it, you're gonna be, instead of be playing seven rounds, you're gonna play six rounds, but you include include the extra two dice, which means you're gonna be filling up about as much space as before. <clears throat> you're gonna roll all six dice now, the the four standard dice and the two expansion dice, uh, and then here's how the game changes. <clears throat> In the blue version, uh, you always have the option of not drawing what are on the blue dice. Uh, the two expansions that are in there are the river dice and the lake dice. Uh, the river dice just basically add as a third type of road. So you're just making a river that kind of goes along. The lake kind of takes up an area, so it's starting to fill areas. And if at any point in time you have three lake pieces that meet up into an unfilled square, you will immediately fill it with complete water uh that's the only special thing there uh at the end of the game for those two at, at the end of the river game uh you will score you'll score everything as normal but then you'll have an additional scoring factor which is uh you will choose one of your rivers that you were working on and you will score one point for each space the river runs through uh and three additional points if it both ends go off the board. Uh, and also in this one, uh, any dead ends of river also count as negative points. So those count as errors in the game. So you kind of have to watch that as well, which is why you're always given the option to kind of like not do those. Uh, in the river one, the, I'm sorry, the lake one, uh, essentially you're going to pick your smallest lake. So you don't have a choice here. You always try to want to make it bigger. Uh, and for every area that is covered by your smallest lake, uh, you get one point. And that's that's it. That's how that one scores. So you're always trying to make bigger things. And if you can, you want to try and make those things where they meet up at three at empty spots because that's an, a free lake spot that you didn't have to draw that you get an extra point for. Although, keep in mind, if you had a even smaller lake off to the side, it won't matter because you only score the smallest one. Uh, then in the red one, uh, it changes things up. It's a bit more harsher. Uh, it's a little bit meaner to you as a player. Uh, the two expansions in there are the uh, meteor showers and the uh, volcano lava flows, essentially. So in the meteor shower, essentially what's going to happen is the two dice, one of the dice indicates a, uh, a magnitude, the other one indicates a direction. The meteor starts in the center. Uh, when you roll the dice, everybody then has to move the meteor and then blow things up at that location. So if it says, oh, you move it to the left two, you move it to the left two, and if there's anything there... 
it's completely erased. So if you built a road there, it's gone. And you put a little like a pow symbol in there to indicate that a meteor has just landed there. And then the next turn from that position, it will move from there. If it ever goes off the board, it will just rebound and come back. Uh, but it will never land on a previous crater. So you kind of skip over those spaces. Uh, it destroys things. You can draw over them. So later on, you can go, well, you know, I really want a road system to go through here. So you just erase that and fill it all in with your whatever rail system that you're trying to fill in. Uh, but again, it could get destroyed later on. Uh, and you keep track of where it is by putting like a little dot in the corner to say, this is where it currently is. Ignore those other ones. Uh, but the, the benefit is, is uh, the good point is that you get points for dead ends that go to blown up spaces. Uh, you do not lose points for dead ends in blown up spaces so that you don't have to worry too much. So if you end up blowing up a location that had a four-way intersection that had all connections, that's four free points for you, and you don't have to worry about refilling it in. Uh, so it's not so bad, but it does kind of throw a wrench in any networks that you're building. So you kind of have to take the good with the bad in that case. And then the last one, which is the lava, uh, it's similar to the lakes, except for you start with a volcano in the center of the board, uh, and you want to try and make completed regions with the lava. Uh, because at the end of the game, you will uh, get uh, five points for each lava lake with uh, without open sides, but you also get one point for each space occupied by your largest lava lake, even if it's not closed. So you get a lot of extra points for that, but you're trying to do stuff. And again, uh, those things, I believe you you can erase roots to make the lava flow even further because you are required to add them. And if the only place you can add it is something that destroys things that you've already drawn, you destroy things that you've already drawn. Uh, but yeah, that's that's everything. So essentially, if you're looking to for which one to get, blue is a lot more of the same, kind of easygoing, whereas red changes things up a lot. You can There's a more erase, erasing going on and filling things back in that you kind of have to worry about. I, I've only played with the uh, Meteor so far. I'm looking forward to playing with the Lava Dice uh, at some point in time. But uh, I, I'm kind of glad I got the red one. When I first looked at both of them, I'm like, blue seems more my style. But I think red right. makes it a different experience, where blue is, again, more of the same, but just a little bit fancier, I guess. Yeah, actually, reds. I'm leaning to picking up red too. I feel like blue. The lakes do seem really cool, but I feel like the vibe doesn't change that much. And I kind of like the idea of having a different, few different, really different feeling games in uh, in the box. So that's kind of where I'm leaning as well. Um, and red is a lot cheaper <laughs> in a lot of ways right now. So. Um, uh, there's a few places where you can still buy both for about 14 bucks, but um, yeah, your local game store has them as well, I'm sure. Uh, but uh, anyway, in other places, blue is twice as expensive, if not slightly more, than red because it was more popular. Um, but anyway, yeah, great. So that's uh, the differences. It, uh, you know, if you do decide to pick this up, it's up to you. Honestly, you can't go wrong with either one because the base games are the same, and the base game is really good. It really, you'll get a lot of play just out of the base game. It's just nice to have the expansion if you choose to engage with it. So it, it covers the basis of a good intro game, a good filler game, and then it can be a deeper game with those expansion dice. All right, everybody. Well, that is going to do it. I apologize again. I do not have a, a catchphrase. It's been a crazy week, and I barely <laughs> it's 
I lot, a lot of good stuff going on. So I, I'm gonna, you know I'm what? gonna mulligan on I'm gonna that. I'm gonna count you the... not having a slogan as another error uh, on top of all the other errors you've made throughout this entire <laughs> oh. episode. So that's going to be negative seven Curses. points for you. <laughs> oh, dang it! All right. Well, at least my route, railroad route is strong. <laughs> But uh, I don't think it's going to make take me to the top with all of those errors. So, all right. Well, that <laughs> I will accept those errors, and I will hopefully do better next time. But uh, thank you all for listening. You can, of course, get a hold of us in a couple ways. You can go to um, Instagram and Twitter at Chits and Chat. You can also reach out to us on our podcast hosting page, eavesdrop.com, and scroll down to the Chits and Chat, Chits and Chat page and fill out our comment form. Uh, we'd love to hear from you guys and see how you're doing, see what you're playing. Uh, but until next time, thank you all for listening. Listening, and we will catch you on the next episode. Bye.